music means it is Sunday night. It is time for Riasis here in the KZSM studio. Thanks for everyone for tuning in tonight. we got a great show ahead of us. Kathy, good to have you back in tonight. Well, it's good to be here. Uh, with a little, with an hour le- less sleep, everybody's like, wait a minute, we're off on the time, but uh, glad, uh, glad to see you in here. Well, thank you. Um, we have uh, on our show as our guest this evening, uh, Mr. Ronnie Mendez, and I want to start by expressing my gratitude uh, to Mr. Mendez for accepting my invitation to come talk to us this evening, and I, I have to tell you that um, I can't express in words how it is that I'm feeling right now, but the best way for me to explain it is if I went to a bingo hall and I'm looking at the bingo machine that has all 75 of the bingo balls in it and they're all going uh, at a different uh, rate of speed and in all different directions and in all different colors, that's what's happening to me this past weekend right now in my mind because you have such an extensive family history and you know Rob can tell you how much I love talking about family history and that's how I feel it's 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 just it's all over the place for me so I want to thank you for accepting my invitation to thank come thank you so much Kathy very nice of you we appreciate this you're you you have a who's who of people in 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 your family a lot of them uh, have been written about in in our history books and um we we have so much to to talk about but we only have one hour so i think today we're going to talk about one of your ancestors whose name was palicarpio rodriguez so tell us a little bit about um the life and times of palicarpio well palicarpio rodriguez was born in 1829 and he was a u.s uh, scout guide rancher he was a, a minister uh and he uh in uh Privilege Creek, Texas. He built his own little chapel over there. It's still up. It's a historical marker there. He's also got his his cemetery there where he's buried. That also has a historical marker there. And he uh, he uh, uh, incidentally, he, uh, you made me aware of this, Kathy. He his great grandfather was Tomas Sanchez, and he was the founder of Laredo, Texas, way back once upon a time. And uh, uh, I, I really didn't know this until you brought this up, Kathy, but of course I, I know much more about Policarpio. And uh, Policarpio also, um, he was one of the surveyors from the uh, San Antonio to El Paso route way back once upon a time. And uh, uh, he also uh, was an Indian guide, and uh, what pe- people don't know, what, uh, and I found this interesting when I found this out, uh, when the Comanches and the Texas Rangers were at odds with each other back in the 40s, and it came out in the movie True Women with Dana Delaney and Powers Booth, um, uh, uh, Polycarpio was the, if you will, the liaison uh, between the Texas Rangers and the uh, Comanches because he had a, a relationship with the Comanches also. And uh, he brought them together uh, in San Antonio uh, so the uh, Comanches could bring in the captives that they had. Um, And uh, that didn't turn out well because there was uh, uh, a misunderstanding about how many captives were supposed to have been brought in by the Indians. And so they had a shootout there, and uh, the location was right in front of San Fernando Cathedral. And uh, 
Polycarpio lived with this for the rest of his life, and he wasn't. Uh, he was really down about getting these two uh, groups together. He had uh, quite an extensive land holding because he had he had land there in San Antonio, and then when he was a guide. He bought land in the place where he built his church. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it's in Privilege Creek, uh, and uh, it later became known as as Pauley, Texas. But uh, uh, it was known as Privilege Creek, where the cemetery was, the um, the chapel, and uh, he also built a schoolhouse in Bandera, also for the kids mm -hmm. and their education. And he, he is a descendant on, on your father or your mother's side? He's, he's a, a descendant on my mother's side. I'm fifth generation. Uh, Polly had Sarita. Sarita had Ortevano. Ortevano had Samuel. Samuel had Tony. And Tony had old Ronnie here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we, we talked a little bit about um, his uh, stint. So was he in the military or was he just a guide? Because I'm going to assume that around that time too, we're also talking about uh, the Civil War. So was he? did he take place and was he part of the Confederacy or part of the um, Union? He was asked to join, uh, to join the Confederacy, but he reneged. He didn't want to. And he really wasn't part of, a, uh, he was just hired out as a guide mainly. Okay. And then, you know, in our conversations, um, you know, I mentioned to you about the Mas Sanchez, and as you said, the Mas Sanchez went on to found Laredo, and um, I was going to mention this to you when you came by, and it, I completely, uh, it completely slipped my mind, but um, in his travels um, with Juan Escandon, um, Juan Escandon was taxed to uh, found some settlements now here in Texas, and we call those Las Porciones. And there were five that, that were settled, and of course, um, your ancestors settled Laredo. But just uh, this month, on May the 5th, um, in um, 1749, they, they settled the town of Camargo. And May the 5th of this year, Camargo celebrated 274 years of existence. And so your, your ancestor helped to, to bring Camargo to fruition. So, you know, you're written about in the history books, you know, in, in Spanish history and now in, in Texas for your ancestors. So you have quite a, 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 an extensive uh, family history. Well, that's very nice to know. I had no idea about that, Kathy. I'm glad that you looked up all that because I sure, I sure wouldn't have. And, and so, you know, going, going forward, you know, there are a lot of things. And I hope you'll come back to us, uh, you know, um, in the future and we can talk about some of, the, some of these other sure. things. Uh, tell me a little bit about your, um, your great-grandfather. You know, he, he was the owner and proprietor of Landis Shoe, Landis Shoe Clinic, Clinic no, it but was it was my, not called Landis Shoe Clinic, no. Clinic at the time. No, he was my grandfather, okay. Emilio, Emilio Mendez, okay. and he, he called it way back then, Emilio, I mean, excuse me, Mendez Electrical Shoe Shop. When he opened it up, he came from Cerrado, Nuevo León, Mexico, and uh, uh, he settled in Yulin at the Max Shivitz Ranch, and he was a farmer there for Max Shivitz, and he decided to come to town and open up a little shoe and boot repair shop here on San Antonio Street. I believe he rented from Charles Ramsey's grandmother, Mrs. Ramsey. Uh, and uh, he worked it for, I don't, for about 20 or 30 years, 
And when my father came back from World War II, he bought the business from my grandfather. My grandfather didn't give it to him. He bought it <laughs> for, from him. And I think my grandfather's idea was there, if I just give it to him, he, name, he may not work it like mm -hmm. I, I would want him to, you know? So uh, he had it till 1985 when he passed away, and uh, I'm just carrying it on, and I have a, a right hand, Renee Medina, that uh, has been so good to us, and he's going to probably take over the business uh, one of these days when I decide to cash it in. <laughs> so in, in, uh, in that time that your grandfather started the business, which was about 1917, at that time there were some Hispanic business owners on, um, on the square. So did you ever hear any stories about, say, Mr. Renteria or maybe even the Arrozondos? You know, they were a little yeah. bit out. But yeah. were, I'm going to assume that they were contemporaries of their time and they yeah. must have been friends. So were there ever any stories about? Well, no. The only uh, What I know about Mr. Arredondo and uh, Adolfo Rodriguez, uh -huh. these two were entrepreneurs of San Marcos. They had several different businesses, restaurants. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez had a barbershop, a restaurant, and he also opened up Big Papa's Nightclub back in 1960 <laughs> or 61. And uh, I remember as a little boy, I went back with my mother and daddy to the grand opening over there. And uh, Mr. Redondo, he, he had a grocery that stayed open till maybe the 80s, I believe. And he also had a big uh, a restaurant by uh, Alcapulco mm -hmm. on York Creek. And before that, it was where Red Simon Ford used to be off 35 right here in San Marcos. Old Loop 80, I believe they used to call it. So we're talking about um, where, um, I, what is, what's there now? It's uh, the Twin Peaks and those restaurants in there? Right, exactly. Right in that area? It's a little, it was a little further south than Twin Peaks, uh, closer to where Olive Garden is mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. Mr. Herodondo uh, had Acapulco there. Really, yeah, I, I did not know that. Oh, and then Mr. Rodriguez also had, I understood, a restaurant on 35 going yeah, it, south? Yeah, it was, well, it was on the other side of uh -huh. the highway going south, uh -huh. and it was called Swing In. The swing In. Uh, swing okay. In. I'm sure your daddy patronized it every once in a while would go over there. So uh, that was the one was on it? York Creek that you were talking about? No, Mr. Mr. Redondo, uh-huh. Uh, closed the one here in San Marcos and opened up Alcapulco. Okay. I would say 60, 61, 62. Okay. Yeah, something like that. And and then to you also mentioned you're you're like an onion and I keep pulling away these layers. When I spoke to you this week, uh, you said to me that um, you descend from the Canary Islanders too, yeah. and that that was just so exciting for myself too because yeah. that 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 brings you into San Antonio in 1731. Yeah, and so I hope we can come back and talk about that because that's just an interesting story. You know how they got here, and um, you, you, I just you know my head is just like pounding all over the place. Yeah, my sister found that out through a uh, people to a lady that did her genealogy, and it came to be that. Uh, we're one of the descendants of the Canary Islands. Wow. So they, you know? they, they crossed over, and I think their trek was like 5,000 miles. Yeah. So that, like that that's, that's impressive right there. And mm -hmm. I think 1,000 of that was on foot. Yeah. So, it's um, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. You have, like I said, very interesting family background, and yeah. I kind of want to pick away at that. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about your father and your mother. Okay. Well, my, my father uh, uh, w went to San Antonio back in the 30s, I believe, uh, and uh, he, um, 
he was started working for Mission Provision Packing Company uh, there, and and uh, he met my mother. But then he joined joined the military to go wherever he went to France. He was in France, and uh, when he came back, he married my my mother, and uh, of course uh, he uh, he brought her to San Marcos, and uh, of course he was working the shop by then, and. Uh, a couple of years later, uh, Becky was born, my sister, Becky Sierra, and then uh, after that, I was born a year later. Yeah, so. So uh, in, so your 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 father uh, was a member of the Greatest Generation. It's what we call him, and he went over to France. What what was he in a battalion there, or was he in the army, navy? Uh, uh, he was in the army, and he was. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's on his grave plaque there, what, what he was. I, I can't remember, corporal or whatever it was. And uh, he was there like for three years, and uh, thank God he came back. Yeah. yeah. They they saw some very, very heavy fighting over there yeah, in, yeah, in, in France. France. Yeah. yeah, sure did, yeah. Um, and so when your father came back to San Marcos, you said he married your mother. Where, where did they live? What, what neighborhood? I'll never forget. We lived in, uh, this, is a tr- <laughs> this is funny. We lived in back of the, uh, the shop, the original, sh- the, one, the second shop that my grandfather opened up, the second location on uh, San Antonio Street. And uh, as uh, uh, babies, we, we lived back there until uh, Ed Dobbins sold him a house on Old Union Street. Union and Hutchison uh-huh. here in San Marcos, about two blocks from the river, and uh, right. And uh, he, uh, uh, we lived there till Reverend Renewal bought him out, like in 1969. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So were we they close? Is it close by the river on the riverbanks or? No, no, no. It's about two two blocks, two from, blocks the from the river up. Yeah, oh. up. Yeah, I I remember. Now tell me, there used to be homes along. Uh, the river all, there? all of all of there used to be all homes, but Urban Renewal came took and all. took them all out. Yeah, and and I remember that because, uh, uh, and I don't know if you knew him, uh, Panchito Don Pancho Gonzalez. Oh yes, sure. He had the taxi cab Absolutely. service that ran uh-huh. out of Mr. Yeager's. Yeah, yeah sure. And he and his mother lived there, Doña Bartola. Yeah, yeah, and I knew his son Frank Jr. Frank Jr. Yeah, sure. Wow. So are we ready for a station break? Yeah. Where was Union Street? What was that? What is that now? Do you know where Moon is? Well, where that plaque where uh, it was a, some man named Moon. Mm-hmm. It's over there by. Where can I tell you? That's okay. I will. We'll come back. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. By the Chamber of Commerce over there. Okay, so it's well, it's now CM Allen, right? Yeah, and now it's CM Allen. That right. was it. I just wanted to know the the the, the background yeah. there. So, all right, this is uh, Rises here on uh, KZSM.org. Views expressed on the show are those of the host, the guests, and not necessarily those KZSM.org or uh, SMTXCRA, the governing board. We'll be right back with you. Kissing Alley Concert Series starts off the new 2023 season with the local Irish sounds of the band Oh Malarkey. That's who you're listening to right now, folks. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Thursday, March 16th in the historic Kissing Alley. It's on Hopkins Street right across from the courthouse. It is free. It is all ages. It is underwritten by a grant from the Arts Commission from the city of San Marcos. Come on out. Where are you green, folks? We're going to be listening to 
Oh, malarkey! 7 to 9 p.m. Thursday, March 16th. Join us at 11 a.m. on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month for two new half-hour back-to-back shows, Mothering Earth and Wonderful World. Mothering Earth, a show from Wimberley, features interviews with locals on important environmental issues in Hayes County. Mothering Earth will be followed by Wonderful World at 11.30. On the second Tuesdays of Wonderful World, Hear all about the San Marcos River Foundation from host Diane Wasinich and her guests. On the fourth Tuesdays, host Aspen Navarro and her guests will have news from the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance. Celebrate our wonderful world with your true community radio station, KZSM. And back with you here in the studio, Kathy. You, you had mentioned that um, the first business was located on San Antonio Street. San Antonio Street. So how long were you all there on San Antonio Street? Well, of course, that's when my grandfather opened it up. So mm-hmm. I, I can't really tell you when they changed him to San Antonio mm-hmm. Street, but it was probably back in the 30s, something mm-hmm. like that. And then you had mentioned that y'all were there when the two, uh, Mr. Uh, Martinez and... Um, uh, Myself, uh, uh, my father. Uh-huh. They they were neighbors. They were they close were by. They were just or? right across the street from each other. Across the street. Yeah, okay. and uh, my father really highly uh, respected Mr. Martinez. And Mr. Gomez, they were together there. Is that correct? No, Mr. Gomez. I'm uh, not familiar with okay. Mr. Gomez, but Mr. Martinez mm-hmm. was across the street. He and his son, and uh, uh, he was a boot maker also. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if my my father couldn't do a job. He would send the boot to Mr. Martinez, mm-hmm. and he would patch it up for mm-hmm. him and send it back to my father, which was very kind and thoughtful of that man, being that they were in competition with each other. And then they did so well, they opened up a brand-new place where uh, a brand-new little building right across the street from Goodyear. And um, they had that till about 1965, 66. And they went to San Antonio. Uh, Mr. Martinez, the old man, passed away, and his son, Alfredo, moved to San Antonio, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And so then what year did you guys move down to Guadalupe Street? Uh, oh, you mean LB, excuse oh, me, LBJ. LBJ. I don't know why I, I keep going to say Guadalupe Street. <laughs> well, uh, I would say it was around 1954 that we moved down there. ABC Dean, Mr. Dean, he owned all the block there. And he uh, had this uh, bigger location for Daddy, and uh, Daddy said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be glad to take it." You know, and he, the rent was right, so uh, uh, we, we were there. We've been there since '54, and uh, Irene and I, my wife, she we purchased the building back in '77 from Larry Murphy, uh, and uh, we've been there ever since. Since '54, really, Landish, uh, there's where Landishy Clinic's been. And so I'm, I'm going to assume that um, things changed from the time that your grandfather had it to the time that, that your father uh, got it, and your dad must have made changes and brought in new equipment. He sure did. He brought different equipment, the Landis equipment. Of course, back then, there was state-of-the-art equipment for shoe repairing, you know. And uh, we had it up till I would say, I brought in a new finisher back eight, nine years ago. And uh, that's how long that that other machinery lasts that my father had originally bought. And so uh, 
when your you know your father got it did you come in and you started to work with your father or how old were you i was i was about 22 years old when i started working with my father and uh that was like 1973 i was working part-time and i was working out at, at uh, gary job corps also i had two jobs i was recently married and uh, i had to make things in so i had to work two jobs to do that and uh, i continued to do that till about 76 and then i, I left gary and I came to work uh, with my father because uh, as san marcos grew more more uh, work would be coming into the shop for more repairs so my father said look quit the, quit the other job come and work with me I, I i need i need you because we have so much work now and so i i decided to do that my wife said hey i think that's a good move ronnie let's do that mm-hmm. So I did, and I've been there ever since. I think that was one of the best moves I ever made in my life. And you know, the university is growing, and kids are coming so, right, in. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, let Let me ask you this question: uh, When I had um, the Martinez's from the cleaners in in do the show here, we were talking about the quality of uh, clothing and how they don't make. Uh, clothing the way that they used to do you find the same with the shoes because you know i remember you'd buy boots and shoes and they'd have like a leather sole on the bottom and now it's like i go out i remember when i went and bought a a pair of shoes and i hadn't bought shoes in a long time they were like plastic and i didn't like them and i didn't like the way that they you know they they felt they didn't seem like they lasted as long a lot of stuff is now glued so tell me a little bit about the quality of the shoes from back then to now well since 73 when i went to work with my father you're right. That's a good que- question, Kathy. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Tony Lama, Nakona, and Justin Boot Companies, uh, their, their boots were all made by hand. They had good leathers in them, inside and outside. But now everything is mass-produced, and uh, they don't put the qualities of leather they once did. Now, there's still some boot companies like uh, uh, Lucchese, uh, uh, uh what what are the company Casey? There's several other boot companies that that do. Oh, L, uh, uh, Letty's boot boots. Mm-hmm. They also ma- make every, everything like they used to. Everything by hand, and uh, those are good, high quality boots. But the popular ones like Llama, Justin, and Nikona, they're just not what they once were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, the quality has fallen, but yet. Uh, they're still kind of pricey, and people will still bring them in to have them repaired and save some money like that. Yeah. And you know, and, and if you buy a, a good leather shoe, you're you're talking about what three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars for yeah, a pair of about, good leather shoes. Uh, well, as far as boots are concerned, a good leather pair of boots would be three or four hundred dollars. Shoes. Well, there are a lot. There are a lot of mass-produced shoes now. Also, Johnson Murphy for one. Uh, 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 Stacy Adams, <laughs> that th- those used to be all by hand. Also, they're mass produced and they're mass produced overseas. Most of them. Mm-hmm. Stacy Adams used to be built in Brockton, Massachusetts. Now, now they're in India. Well, what's that all about, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Times do change. Yeah. It, it used to seem like everything used to go to Mexico and they'd produce everything there. We complained about everything going down there and now it's going halfway across the world. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so um, do you, um, what do you foresee for the the business as far as the changes that are going to come to the market? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because well, it's a, uh, an ever-evolving and changing business, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so what, do you, what do you see in the future for 
Well, well you know, I, 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 I myself don't go into the shop uh, much anymore. From 11, I'll be there from 11 or 12 most of the time. And then Renee Medina comes in and he takes over. And he's been taking over the shop for the last three, four, five years. But how long has Renee been with you? Was he, 37 years, yeah. ever since my father passed away. Yeah. So almost out of high school? Was he out of high school or in high school? Well, he was working for me when he was in high school also. And then he graduated and came working full time. And he's been with me ever since. Yeah. He's almost like a son to you then, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> well uh, yeah, he is. He, he's, a, he's a good guy. I, I, uh, I feel very blessed that I have Renee working with me, you know. So um, you're, you're not retired. I guess you're semi-retired because Semi, you still commit. Yeah, yeah. So how, mu- how much longer do you think you'll, you'll continue to, to be there? You know, I, I'm not going to, as long as my body keeps on moving, I, I'm going to move with it and, and force myself to move with it because I just don't want to stay home and, and uh, stay in the chair or in bed or something yeah. like that. Because you, you can't slow down. I Things can't like slow that down. Keep you going yeah, out. that's kind of scary to do that. Yeah. So as long as I can move, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. So, the the building that you're in does it is it uh, considered uh, how old how old is the building again? I would say that building was built back in the early 30s. 30s. Yeah. Um, is is that building under like a historic preservation kind of deal? No, no, uh, no, it's not. Okay, because I was no, going to say it, it would one. be kind of hard if you wanted to do some kind of repair. You'd have to go through. Yeah. Through through that channel to get the, it fixed. The historical site. Yeah, yeah so sure. I wanted to ask if there were, you know you, you had ever done anything like that. No, I just have to go to the city if I want to do uh-huh. any improvements on the awnings or uh-huh. or even electrical work. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. plumbing. Uh, I'll have to go through the city for that. Oh, you worked with your dad, and I always have have a fascination with these relationships that we have. You know, with fathers and sons, and mothers and daughters. As you and your dad. Yeah. yeah. Did did what was the relationship like, and how was it working with your dad? Well, you, you know, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm so thankful to God. My father was so special. I mean, to me, I mean, he'd get on me. Don't get me wrong. He'd get upset with some of the things I do that were wrong in the shop. Mm-hmm. You know, to a boot or a shoe. But uh, uh, he was doing that to correct me, you know, and, and he was so good to me, you know. He, he, I, I, I was, I'm just gifted, mm-hmm. just gifted. And uh, I feel very blessed to, so when, to have when had a father you're, like my father. You're, you're learning these lessons and you're learning this trade from, from your dad. Um, and I think a lot of times we try to um, say these are the things that are, that are coming up and let's change was your father ever, no, we're not going to do it that way. We've got to do it the way that we know and the way that's right, you know, the new innovations that are coming out. Was he kind of hesitant to try new things? Yes, he was. He was very hesitant. You know, when when ladies would bring in two or three pairs of shoes, he wouldn't put them in the same bag, and it would aggravate me because when they would come back for them, they would say, well, that's one pair there, but I don't see the other pair. Oh, there it is over there. <laughs> Finally, when I started saying, hey, Dad, why don't we put them in a bag? You know, because Daddy didn't like to be for me to tell him. He would like for he he would listen if I was suggest. Yeah. So uh, I would say, what what do you think we put them all in the bag? That way, when they come, we I can just see the name and just give them thing. And it's uh, so he accepted that, and thank God we still have that that method. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever have? You know, I I you know you you're in business, and uh, you know I've had things. Was there ever any, somebody brought a pair of shoes that you had a hard time with? Or, no. I mean, 
did you ever experience something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, you know, like any other business, we always have. There's a complaint or something. Mm-hmm. But now, now we try. To, if if there is a complaint, we try to do it within a day or two. You know, to try to make the customer happy. And uh, uh, we've been very lucky the last twenty, thirty years with that. Now, I did have a complaint with a lady that thought that I had lost her shoe, and I hope she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we didn't lose it. And so uh, uh, she had a store, I won't say where, but uh, uh, <laughs> she, she insisted she, that we had lost her shoe. And, and uh, we, uh, I don't know, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Well, but, it, but the work came and picked it up and we gave it to her. Mm-hmm. She paid us and she left. Then they come back saying that we'd lost that shoe. Yeah, I think things like that sometimes happen. Nick had this lady who kept calling them, and she kept saying, Nick, you have, you you know, when are you going to bring my stuff? And Nick's like, I I don't know. I haven't gone to your place. And she's like, when are you going to bring it? And she kept calling and calling. (laughs) And her son finally called Dad and said, "Um, you know, my mom, she says that she did this. And she was talking about a chair, and my dad's like, I don't fix furniture. <laughs> so she had gone and taken it to an upholster, yeah. but she, for whatever reason, she had dad on her mind. And sometimes yeah. things like that happen. Well, we've had that happen also with some shoes that uh, one person lets her mother come and picks them up, <laughs> and, the, and she tells her mother what they are. We can't find them. Well, sure enough, the lady says, oh, I have those at home. Uh <laughs> And so we give her the shoes that they did bring in. We gave them to her and said, yes, I remember those shoes now. Because she did come back after her mother came. But thank God we got that straightened out. So now that we have these, these shoes that are mass-produced and we have a lot of them with the plastic bottoms, um, is that changing the amount of people that come into the into the shop now? Or how do you, how do you fix a shoe like that? Oh Well, if we can cement it, and if they're not dry-rotted from the sole and the heel, mm-hmm. we'll re-cement it for them because it's worth it to them. But if they're dry-rotted, we won't. And, you know, this is a throwaway world now. We, we see a lot of this, a lot of these plastic bottoms, you know, and things of that nature. But the people say, hey, they're so comfortable, I don't want to give them up. But the only way we won't fix them if they are dry rotted from the sole or the heel. Well, it's funny because you say that they say they're comfortable. I don't like them. I don't like the way they feel on uh, my on my feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we ready for? Okay. I'll take a quick station ID break. Uh, be right back with you. Listening to Rice is here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And here's some of the great shows you can get throughout the week. It's almost Monday night, y'all. You know what that means? That means Vinyl Confessions, live here on KZSM, hosted by none other than The Wiz, who says he's calling all brothers and sisters and children of the night to join us on the random journey of life. Playing anything vinyl, one never knows what they're going to hear. You know where I'll be Monday night? I will be howling at the moon, listening to those cracks, hisses, and pops, along with those Kellogg's boys. Vinyl Confessions, only here on KZSM. San Marcos True Community Radio, the little station heard around the world. What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. Read the latest news about KZSM.org, your true community radio station, every Sunday in the San Marcos Daily Record. Look for our call letters in the headline of our exclusive column. 
The San Marcos Daily Record has been serving our community with news, features, sports, and opinion for over 100 years. Pick up your copy at your nearest grocery or convenience store. To subscribe to the print or electronic editions, go to www.sanmarcusrecord.com or call 512-392-2458. Pet Preventilator Pals of Central Texas is hosting a Roaring Twenties Gala on March 30th from 6 to 10 p.m. at Harper Hill Ranch to celebrate and promote responsible pet ownership, shelter pet adoptions, and most importantly, the continued efforts to have pets spayed and neutered and zero pets in our animal shelters. The PALS Gala is an adults-only event that's designed to raise awareness and funds for community members who need help fixing their pets in Central Texas. PALS saves lives through spay and neuter. Now, this event will include dinner by Heavenly Gourmet Catering, dancing and music by Jack Prince and the Kings, live and silent auctions, fashion show featuring adoptable pets from the San Marcos Regional Animal Shelter, wine, beer, and spirits, raffles, and swag. Roaring 20s theme attire is optional. And we're back with you here. Yes, everything's going to the dogs at the Pals uh, fundraiser. So uh, coming up here this month. Kathy, we're back with you here. You wanted to ask the question? Well, you can ask the same thing. I mean, it was just uh, with, you know, we were talking about before the break about uh, the throwaway world, you know, and everything's now becoming disposable. Is there a difference with your your clients in age, you know, that uh, the older folks are willing to come in and get something repaired where younger people are just don't even think about that we can repair shoes or something like that? Yeah, well, there's some, there's some people, some youngsters come in from the university that they didn't even realize that some of their shoes could be can be fixed, you know, we could save them some money. But uh, uh, as far as the older people go, like I say, if the, if the shoe is comfortable on them, they do not want to get rid of them. Uh, l- let me ask you this question about, um, you, you said we have so much stuff now that's mass produced and a lot of it's coming in from outside of the United States. And I know at one time there used to be a lot of boot makers, you know, um, are we seeing that craft go away from yeah. the individual bootmakers? Yeah, you're also seeing shoe repairing going away also. And there's there's not that many bootmakers left that I know of. Uh, David Little in San Antonio, he's retired. Uh, Mr. Jones out of Lampasas has passed away. Uh, 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 Enrique Romo from San Antonio also, he's passed away. These were real real famous bootmakers. And... Uh, uh, it's a dying tray. You you see less and less of these people as you do shoe repairing also. And uh, David Little, he was in downtown San Antonio? Yeah, he or? was off Division. Yeah. Uh, Nick said he had bought some boots from him, but he said his favorite pair of boots that he bought, um, he ruined them. He had gone fishing with... Um, oh, my goodness. He, he took his boots and he went fishing with, uh, oh, I can't remember, uh, Mr. Rubio. And um, he said that um, he fell in the water. Uh-huh. Alex Rubio. Alec, he went fishing with Alex, and, and my dad fell in the water. And he said uh, Alex came and picked him up and, and, and took him out of the water. <laughs> but he said that um, his boots started to shrink on his mm-hmm. foot. Yeah. And he said that Alex uh, got a knife and cut his boots. Oh, yeah, because it was shrinking on uh, his foot. And I don't know, oh, I guess leather, oh, does wow. leather have a tendency to shrink like that when well, it gets wet? Well, you know, I'm surprised that because. Bootmakers, the people, the bootmakers, they use high quality leathers. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I 
never have heard of him shrinking that much. <laughs> and Nick said, you know? yeah, he had to, he had to cut his, his, his boot, and it was his favorite pair of boots. But Whoa. my question was that about, you know, we're seeing that the, the boot making uh, – the uh, guys boot that make makers, them, they, yeah, bootmakers are not. They're not here anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what do you what do you think is going to happen now as far as the industry? Uh, we're going to continue to have all these shoes automated and yeah. pla- uh, plastics yeah. and and adhesives. Uh, I bought a pair of shoes um, over at um, uh, Steve Madden, and I love these shoes. And um, you know what? They look like they're stitched all the way around right, the, right. the front. And I, I went out. It was raining. And the next time I went to put them on, <laughs> you know, it was like, what happened? What's going on with my shoe? And, well, it was. I noticed that it was uh, put together with adhesives. Right, right. And that's something you can fix for me, so I'm going to have to come see yeah, you now. Yeah, sure, Because <laughs> sure. I didn't throw it away. Um, let me go ahead and ask you this question, because you've been there on um, – on uh, Guadalupe, on oh, uh, yeah, LBJ for quite some time already, and you've seen that um, neighborhood change in the businesses. Yeah. Um, was it OST used to be there at one time? Down that, the street, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Bacchus, yeah. the yeah. Bacchus is yeah. on that, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it, uh, the OST used to belong to uh, Everett Johnson. Mm-hmm. It became a liquor store, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, now, of course, it's Tomataco, mm-hmm. so uh, Mr. Johnson no longer is there. Uh, Suttles? Furniture, that, was, that belonged to uh, Mr. Suttles. Of course, he willed it over to uh, his stepson, Herman Korf, uh-huh. who would, uh, he, was a, uh, he was a frequent visitor there at Landis Shoe Clinic, and uh, he, he was uh, a, a very good gentleman. I mean, uh, he, was, he treated me real well. And Mrs. Reed was on that street. Now Margie Reed was on across the street where Tomataco is, is, you know, right across the street down down a little bit. She had the her carpet shop. store there, yeah, yeah, the carpet shop, and then Sears was there. And let me see who else. Bobby Warren has been there he, since the seventies. He's been there for a long Smack, time. Smack, yeah, yeah. Uh, San Marcos Athletic Club. Mr. Pond was across. Yeah, Dick Pond was across the street and be, later became uh, 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 Rhino Graphics. And then they moved to a different location, and the uh, building's vacant now. And the, the, of, of the old people, that's just about now. The Swartz are about two doors down from them, and they came in like in the 80s. And, uh, and of course, mentioned, we've been there since the 50s. Now, you'd mentioned Mr. Bacchus uh, with the uh, plumbing supply down right. the street. And, down I, the I street. Me- and I remember Don and yeah. uh, uh, Marks Plumbing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so that was, but yes, uh, and they've now, you know, the, the kids kept yeah. it going for a while, yeah. and it's just, you know, again, uh, it's just too expensive, or you know, it's too hard to keep the businesses going. I guess so. So, yeah. do the Schwartz still own that? They were next door to you, or yeah, two? they're two doors from yeah. me, but uh, they don't own the building anymore. Oh. I think uh, uh, Jason's mother sold the building. Oh, okay. And uh, but they're renting it from whoever they sold it to. And J- Jack used to be. In Jack, the, yeah. Jack's oh man, I miss Jack. Yeah, Jack was a good guy. He and, unfortunately he passed away, yeah. and and uh, also Teresa has also, yeah, very good people. And then I remember uh, Mr. Reese was he? Close he was to right you? next door to me, right Ru- next, Ruben Reese. Yeah, Ruben. Of course, he was one of our first County Hispanic Co- commissioners, and uh, uh, he'd all he was a regular there at the shop also, uh, as Luciano Flores was. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of these these guys, old timers, Celestino Mendes. I remember uh, coming in to see uh, Ruben with Dad. Dad. Yeah. And uh, 
we left, and then um, Felipe Juarez was. In, he was the attorney the, there. Yeah, Felipe uh-huh. was there, and, and Dad had mentioned something to me about um, Felipe and Ramsey uh, Muniz. Is that his yeah, he used to be uh, uh, with Russell Unida, uh, yeah. Corpus Christi. Yeah, of course, his his career was ended short. Yeah, yeah, but Daddy had mentioned something about I don't know. Uh, was he an attorney too? Um, uh, Ramsey. Ramsey was an attorney okay. out of Corpus, yes. Yeah, because I, I I understood Dad to say something about uh, Felipe knew Ramsey, and he brought Ramsey to San Marcos. Right, I don't know right. if they were together in partnership or whatnot, but I remember I remember Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, and then of course you know he was in. The, I think you showed me a political button uh, at mm-hmm. one time where he was running yeah. for was it governor of the state of Texas or? Yeah, he was running for some uh, high position, yeah. governor I believe he was, but. Uh, so was, we have a little. That was kind of short lived. Yeah. And then, um, so who who else was was there on that on that block? The, the two bidder was there at one time. The two bidder was so right across the two, street. The two bidder when it was an actual operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I, it, I was I was working for my father back then. That was back in the seventies. Uh, but uh, and they lasted qu- quite a while. Uh, well, do you find with the change going on now uh, that? There, there isn't as many with the businesses, you know, that now it is uh, coffee shops. Now it is the bars. It's those kind of things that, you know, people just aren't coming down right. to do business downtown. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you don't see too much trade work like hands on stuff. Well, um, I should maybe I shouldn't say that, but you, you're right. You see the coffee shops, the donut shops, things to that now. Other than what used to be like Hegeman Tire and Battery Service, uh, Charlie Glenny Winkle, San Marcos Electrical Company, things to that nature, those those businesses are gone. Yeah, even even on the square, you know, Kegler's used to be there. Kegler's was gone. Right. Um, is it Mrs. Estrada had a cleaners here? Yeah. The Frontier's gone. San Marcos Department Store. Yeah. Course. Yeah. And then J.C. Penney's used to be here too at one time. Yeah. On the also, Clipple's Office Supply. Yeah, Clipple's. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, all, it's a changing world. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think you know we look and re, we think about those things. We reminisce, but I think the world has always been a changing thing. It's just that it's happening, you know, in front of our eyes, and maybe right, we're not right. liking the change, or it's, we see how it affects us, or affects yeah, our building, or our way, of, our you know, our businesses and our way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that if I could be a fly on the wall, I'd want to be a fly on the wall over at the Restless Wind. Oh my goodness. That's a that, that's history over there. The restless winds. Well, you, you know, know I, you know, I understand a lot of uh, business deals were made there. You know, people who had businesses. I remember I, Mr. Gunnerson, Ivor Gunnerson, John Stokes, John Stokes, Herman Karf, all these guys, yeah. Pete Owens, all these guys, Uncle John, Uncle John Finch, the Cahoots. Yes, Joe Cahoot. Joe Cahoot. Yeah, you have all these people that were that were uh, very popular back there in the 70s and even into the 80s. 80s yeah. yeah. Of course, the rest of Wynn's name has changed now. Uh, for uh, legal reasons, it's chances are chances now. Chances are. Mm. So um, who owns it now? Is it nephew? Uh, yeah, Johnny Finch, little okay. Johnny Finch, okay. yeah. Johnny Finch, and I, I, don't, I think he has a partner. Uh, Bob Donnelly may be involved there. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Do Do you go down there every once in a while? Or well, I haven't been to the, uh, to Chances Are in a while. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Last time I was there, I believe uh, uh, they, they they had a get together of some sort. Can't even remember. It's been a while. So it's probably the birthday party for. Uh, did you go to the birthday party for uh, Uncle John? Well, I uh, 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 the. 
they had a reception for Uncle John's mm-hmm. uh, uh, passing. Pass. Yeah, his passing. Okay. I was there then. Yeah. Are we ready for a station break? Let's take a station break and we'll be right back with you. Listen, KZSM, you're listening to Riasis here on Sunday night, every Sunday night from 7 until 8 o'clock. We'll be right back with you. KZSM.org would like to thank the following businesses, organizations, and individuals for underwriting and supporting our 24-7 live streaming programming. Blue Sky Mortgage. Sid and Ellen Braverman. Down to Earth Barbecue Sauce. Fast Signs. Ghost Note Brewing. The Hill Country Freethinkers. The San Marcos Art League. Tejas Hemp. Marianne Reese at the Lifelong Learning Organization of San Marcos. And the Whitliff Collections at Texas State University. If you, your business, or your organization would like to promote and maintain true community radio in San Marcos and around the world, find the donate button on our webpage, kzsm.org, or email KZSM San Marcos at gmail.com to underwrite our programming. And again, thank you. Yes, thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. Uh, For all the folks all across the area here, we've got folks in San Antonio and Kyle. We've got folks in... uh, uh, down in Lockhart, we've got uh, all around. So thank you all for listening in to Rises. And Kathy, who are we going to have for next week? Oh, um, I don't have that set. I've got two people. Mm. Oh and shoot, that was. Committed. A, no, I'm but, sorry. But um, we're going to have Jaime and his mom. are going to come in the week after that. Okay. And then we have the Lent the Lent program that's going to come the week after that. Okay, I knew the Lent one was yeah. coming up. So I'm sorry. I just I, you'll tell me yeah, at that, the end that, of this show. Okay. I jumped you on it. Um, I I want to tell you that you know i remember driving by uh, the um clinic the boot clinic there and i would always when i would park on the left hand side get stopped by the stoplight always look over to your place to see who's sitting in your chairs uh, and you it kind of reminds me of cheers you know the people mm-hmm. are there there mm-hmm. you you've got the regulars that come in even if they're not coming in to have their uh, their shoes repaired. They're coming in to have this conversation. Yeah, so yeah. your place kind of was one of those places where people would come to converse. <laughs> and I've always had this question about, you know, because I, I think about myself and people that I've known, and you have some characters that you remember all your life. Th- who doesn't come into the shop anymore that's no longer with us, that, that graces us with their presence or has moved on, that you really miss conversing with? Uncle John Finch, that comes to my, that's the first one up to my mind. That, that guy just kept us going every time he come. He'd make us, from when he step inside to when he leave, we'd be laughing and laughing with the things that he'd say, the things that he went through through his life. Uh, Herman Korf, that's another guy. He was uh, so helpful to us in one way or another. Uh, then you had uh, the, politi- <laughs> the politician, Luciano Flores, who was first Hispanic mayor in San Marcos. And then you had Ruben Ruiz, that was an everyday uh, person there in San Marcos. He, I mean, at Landis Clinic, excuse me, Landis Clinic. Uh, who else? 
I had a friend named Cosmo Fernandez, a World War II veteran, highly decorated, Normandy, uh, St. Lowe, all this stuff. And he had uh, so many uh, medals coming back from World War II, also was wounded. And uh, those are the guys that I really do miss very much. And, uh, well... We'll see him someday, I guess. Uh, Uncle Uncle John was a character. I uh, when Baltimore passed away, um, right. I took they Daddy, and, and Uncle John was coming out, and Daddy was coming, and he stopped Daddy, and he goes, "Nikki, um, you know what?" He says, "You and I, we have all these people that we know that are, that are that are passing away," and you know he had colorful language. Uncle John did, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not going to say what he said, but he tells Daddy, "Nikki, you know what I've noticed?" He said, "All these people that are leaving us, they quit drinking." He said, Nikki, let's not quit drinking. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he really was a character, and I miss him quite a bit. Well, Uncle John used to tell me, and he'd make us laugh on this, that when he goes, because people were dying, it was, some of his friends were dying off, Pete Owens, Vendel, all those guys, Stanley Houston. And he said, when I die, I want to fall over on a bar stool. That's, <laughs> he, he, would just, he just made us laugh, those, those things that he'd come up with. John Finch. Yeah, he, he, he was quite a character. I really did enjoy talking to him. Um, so let, uh, me, let me ask something uh, real quick. Sure. So would people just kind of wander in and they'd hang out on their lunch breaks or, you know, whatever? Or when was there a certain time that you knew that everyone would come by? Well, you know, they'd come in at random. I mean, you know, uh, and they'd just stick around. A lot of people just wanted to see what we had in there. They liked the smell of leather. Uh, things that nature. But the guys that I've just mentioned, they were there almost every day. Every day, and so how I do miss you keep, him dearly. Yeah. How do you keep the workflow going? Because, you know, you're having these conversations. How do you continue to work? Well, <laughs> this is funny. I guess I've been appointed official PR man there, and Renee does all the work, and he's mm-hmm. over there hustling and working while I'm over there talking to the customers. And uh, lately, the two that have been coming in quite often has been Bobby Rodriguez, Big Papa's son, and Ralph Gonzalez, the owner of Picataco. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, uh, original past yeah. owner of Picataco, and uh, the B- Ralph and both Bobby have interesting things to say, so I enjoy him. I really do. I feel very, very fortunate. Yeah, when I stopped in to see you, he was leaving. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby was, yeah. yeah. And Bobby yeah. has a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about in the city, yeah, too. Well, he does. Um, so tell me about the products that, you know, you fix um, the shoe repairs and the boot repair. What else do you do in your in your in your shop there what what other products do you sell products yeah we sell like polishes uh conditioners for leather uh boot strings shoe strings belts buckles uh mainly that's it that's how we get by you you used to see you know when i was growing up a lot of the uh, people here a lot of the men and even a lot of the young younger generation all dressed up in boots and, and jeans and, and cowboy hats. You don't see that that you much see it anymore. anymore. Yeah. And I get so excited when I run into the Garzas um, yeah. because they're always dressed for the occasion when they're oh, out. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you see them dressed that way. So that kind of must have a little impact on the business, too, because you don't see those boots coming in like you used to. People don't dress that way as Not much. anymore. They don't, dress, they don't dress in the suits anymore like they once did. There was a gentleman named Bill, Billy Howard who was killed in an automobile accident. Uh, that had a ranch in Durango, Mexico. He was, he was, uh, he was a true cowboy. He'd come in with his Stetson hat and his suit with those riding handmade boots. So he was, 
he was just a fine gentleman. And I remember Mr. Brown that owned the uh, company in Kyle, that big ironwork company. Oh, mm-hmm. He had also would come in with his boots and his but, suit on. He had a big ranch in, in also Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. I remember also, Mr. Brown. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Brown. That's where the Barreras worked there on right, his ranch, right? Yeah, Alex Burr. Yeah, Alex. Did. Yeah, sure did. And uh, those those guys are long gone. gone. Yeah. And uh, that uh, tradition is almost gone. It's not uh, seen anymore, anymore like it, it was once. One time. Yeah. Um, other other things that you sell besides that, or tell, tell us how we get a hold of you. Give us a location of where your building is well, at. Well, Land of Shoe Clinic is at 120 South LBJ Drive right here in San Marcos. And we're open from 8 to 5.30 Monday through Friday and 9 to 1 on Saturday. And uh, we appreciate anything that comes in that has to do with shoe repairing. Do you, do you have a website? Uh, do you have social media accounts? Uh, uh, we have uh, we're on Facebook, and I think my daughter put us uh, as a website for us. I'm not too sure since I don't do too much. With well, the and I'll tell you, I've got you. You have got some stellar reviews on on those pages. I I got on to look, and it, you know it's it's amazing. And I think it gives you a good feeling when you can actually see somebody that that you've helped. Uh, I saw some lady who said that they uh, uh, her, they were in town for a wedding and her shoe she had an issue with her shoes and she brought them in and you guys took care of her right away. And so I think it's good when you you see a business here in town that gets good reviews from people from all over the the place. So you should be proud, yeah. you know that. And oh, I should say your your grandfather should be proud that you've well, continued this legacy because you are a legacy now. Yeah. I don't think there's that many businesses in San Marcos that can say that they're three generations, you know, in into this and, and continuing. Right. And so, yeah, that's why I feel uh, real gifted because. Renee Medina really should take all the credit for that because uh, there's some ladies that come in and says, you have such a wonderful person that works here with you. Uh, we enjoy coming in here and listening to him and talking to him and all. So I just feel gifty that, gifted that Renee's here with, with me. Now, you were recognized uh, for having the uh, longest-running business uh, in downtown. There was a, You got an award, uh, I think, was it last year? It was. I think it was about it's been 104 years it was about four years ago yeah yeah, yeah. and so was what it, was that award for and that it, was, it was for the uh the, the i forget what the sign says it it's uh it was it was from the historical commission yeah. though but uh it was uh for a long running time it ran mm-hmm. so long i mean mm-hmm. the, it's been in business for so that's long that's you've been in business yeah, for so long i don't think there really is you know in in the hispanic community someone that can that that holds that because i think you know in speaking to the martinez's and speaking to mr the gomez family i think they started like in 1958 somewhere around that yeah, so right, right. and and we started in 1958 too also. and i think gabriel came in a little after that and then of mm. course you know you've got the body shop over eli's eli's so yeah. you know i think we we still have a long way to a, a lot of us a long way to go just to kind of catch up to you guys so yeah you've got a well. A uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, yeah. history. Well, we we feel fortunate. Yeah. The people of this county and surrounding counties have supported us all these years, and we really are thankful to those people because they are the ones that made us. You know, so uh, I thank God. And then I, I have to ask this this question because you know us being in the floor covering uh, business, we. We remember some of our clients by the materials that we've installed in their homes. Do you remember some of your clients by the shoes that you fixed for them? 
Or has somebody come in with a, a pair of boots? Because, you know, boots used to be really, really fancy. Right, right. That just, just floored you, you know, that yeah. you can say, oh, yes. my God, you know. Um, uh, Mrs., I believe her name was Moss. I'm not sure. She, was a, she inherited Joe and Harry Freeman's boots. And those boots were made by Luke Casey. They were custom made. And they had a Hereford cow on the top of the boot. And it was an uh, uh, inlaid fur. And it had the brand of Joe Freeman on it. And it had a San Antonio collar around it. The San Antonio collar is the, uh, the upper of the boot that, that uh, you know, makes the design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to explain over the radio. But that, that, that boot was, those boots, it was a lizard, a chocolate lizard and a chocolate alligator. They were just beautiful. And I'll never forget that, those, that boot. And George Strait's boots were alligator stew. Those oh. were real nice. Did did uh, you ever get to meet Mr. Saldana? He lived on. Uh, sure, Mr. Saldana. He he was an engineer from A and M. Worked for H B Zachary for years. H B Zachary were uh, he just hired engineers from A and M. From what uh, Mr. Saldana told me. But yes, he was a real fine gentleman. His boots that uh, I got to see those A and M boots that he used yeah, to wear, uh-huh. and I asked him one time because he he'd wear them up like this because yeah. he liked showing off that yeah. that A uh, and yeah. M on his boot. And yeah. I asked him why do you wear them like that? He's like, he's like because you know I'm I'm Hispanic and I went to A and M. I think he was there like what in the 1930s or yeah, 40s. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some time to there, he said there weren't a lot of Hispanics, and yeah. he's like, and I'm very proud, and I'm I'm proud that I graduated. Yeah, sure. I mean, I want everybody to know. But he had such a beautiful pair of boots oh, yeah, that he had was, A&M on them. Yeah, he was a customer of mine, fi- very fine gentleman. Uh, he, yeah, he was telling me he worked for HB for, for the longest, and he helped build some of those buildings in San Antonio. So, uh, And uh, I stopped by and visited him every once in a while at the cemetery and, and uh, say a little prayer for him. He's, he's buried out there in San Marcos yeah, Cemetery, a very sal- nice gentleman. Salt of the earth, him and his uh, wife. Yeah. And, and, his and, now, and now his grandson comes in. Uh-huh. Uh, he, uh, I forget where his grandson works. Uh, I think it's at the university, but uh, he comes in and brings his boots also. Wow. Well, I think we're, we're almost out of time. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming. And hey, th- thank you all so much for having me. That's very, very kind of you. I really appreciate this. Thank you for coming in today. It's thank always an honor thank and you, pleasure. Appreciate so it. We'll be back with you next week on Riasis, uh and uh, coming up in two weeks. Uh, get to hear about uh, Jaime and his mother is going to be here, but uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, – um, she's the, in the, the Hall of Fame. Tejano Conjunta Hall of Fame. Thank you. I just couldn't quite get it out. KZSM.org. Thanks for tuning in tonight, folks. Thank you.